0: Welcome to the Community Safety Podcast with Jim Nixon alongside St. Ives Chambers, RHE Global and Barden Co-recruitment in partnership with District 4. This podcast will explore how we can transform our communities in the 21st century. Today, the Community Safety Podcast looks at technology and how it can keep communities safer. My guest was a mechanical engineering student at Harvard University in the US. And as part of his studies, took problem solving around communities and community safety to a new level. He subsequently co-founded his company Mark 43 to continue this great work. Please take a listen to a snippet of
1: today's interview. Being a police officer is not all just, you know, being a, a, a person that's going into a house or, you know, wherever and arresting the bad guy and doing, and doing all that kind of stuff. It's not, and you know, we say, it's just not that Hollywood. It's not that, it's not that dramatic all the time. And instead, sometimes like any other job, there's some really stressful parts. There's some kind of boring parts. There's some kind of administrative parts. And we particularly looked at those administrative parts and we said, you know what, this is not what a police officer signed up for. It's an important part of the job. Can we help them do it faster? Can we help them do it better? Can we help them do it more efficiently?
0: It's now time. This is the community safety, podcast. community safety Podcast with Jim Nixon. Welcome to the Community Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Nixon, and I've been working in community safety for over 25 years. This podcast will explore how we can transform communities and save lives in the 21st century. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest as Matt Poliger. Matt is the co-founder and head of marketing, communications and public policy at Mark 43. Matt developed the earliest version of Mark 43 records management system with his co-founders as a recent college graduate and remains deeply focused on the mission of building culture edge software to support first responders and bridge the gap between the communities they serve. Matt often shares best practice on public safety technology, ensuring agencies of all sizes understand how to navigate the digital age. He has done so as a featured blogger for GovLoop and as a panellist at the Code for America Summit. His leadership has led Mark 43 to be included on notable lists, including Inc's Best Workplaces, Fast Companies, World Changing Ideas and America's Security today's Homeland Security Awards Matt welcome and uh, thank you for agreeing to be a guest on the community safety podcast it's such a privilege to have you on um, to uh, you're actually our first guest from across the pond so welcome
1: I am happy to be here thank you Jim for uh, thinking of me and I'm excited to talk today thanks Matt Uh,
0: Matt I will start my interviews as uh, my regular audience knows I always like the audience and myself to get to know our guests in terms of you know what makes you tick, growing up years, and um, you're no exception. So um, over to you, Matt. Tell us about you.
1: Sure. So I'm from the uh, southwest suburbs of Chicago, um, and had a pretty pretty normal upbringing. My mom is a school administrator and teacher. My dad is an attorney, um, and. Yeah, despite having landed in the world of, of community safety and law enforcement and first responders, didn't actually have a lot of that in my family. I um, kind of grew up interested in math and science and engineering, played some sports on the side, uh, found my way to Harvard University where I studied mechanical engineering. I was also on the track team. I was a hammer thrower, if anybody's familiar with that. It's a, it's a very dangerous looking Olympic sport where you spin around with a big ball on a wire and throw it as far as you can. And that was a great experience. But um, At the same time in college and i think it was our junior year um as one of the engineering requirements we had to take a class where we were effectively learning how to help somebody learning how to solve somebody else's problem um i give harvard a lot of credit you'd expect a lot of the classes to kind of be oriented around here's how to build a bridge or here's how a beam bends or springs and you know all these different other kind of mechanical engineering concepts and they had the uh, foresight to say nope a big part of, of your world and what we want you going out to do is, is working with people and helping with people and understanding how to solve their problems. So um, we were fortunate enough to end up in a, a class that was working with a bunch of law enforcement officials in Western Massachusetts. And uh, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead into you know the origins of the story, uh, origins of, of Mark 43. Um, but yeah, via a bunch of different kind of you know, left turns and surprises and things like that, I ended up in this class and got exposed to the world of, of law enforcement and uh, a, a bunch of the challenges that they were facing.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's really quite funny? You know, I was talking to you before we turned on the uh, on, on the record and I was saying to you that I'd been up to uh, watch a friend's son on the athletics. Guess what guess what his discipline is? The hammer. Really? And uh, yeah, unbelievable. He's only fourteen and um he uh, unfortunately was the what we call the English Schools Championships, which is like you know, all of England's best. And unfortunately, he had three no throws, which was a real, real shame. Because oh, his technique was amazing, and I think he could have definitely got in the top one or two. Really? So uh, it's really interesting you said that, Matt. You know, it's like it's so because uh, it's not the normal kind of discipline that most people would do, is it?
1: You know what I mean? It's not a well-known event, and we've I've no seen it be very. Um, it's either very like patriarchal, like your dad teaches it to you, or at least in the states it's not really offered at like the primary school level. It's really, it's really only offered kind of at university. So what they end up doing is, um, you probably can't tell on the podcast, but I'm six foot five inches and uh, I'm a, I'm a bigger than average guy. So they just end up taking somebody that has a big yeah. body and says for your first two years, you're going to have a miserable time. and You're going to learn how to <laughs> it and be frustrated. And then hopefully in your third and fourth year you can compete. So it was a great road and made some great friends in it. And, uh, well, yeah, love uh, as
0: show. you said, my fr- my friends, he, he was a hammer thrower, and you're right. He was taught by yeah. this. His son was taught by him, and yep. that's why I yeah, think there goes go. exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's really exactly. good to me. I, I actually did track myself, but I put a bit of weight on there. Obviously. What was your event? Were you, were uh, the, I actually did sprints event. when I was when I, I I'll move on to the other segment. When I was 15, I did 10.62 for the 100 meters, um, which was like I was one of the best in Europe, and then unfortunately got injured very very early doors in my 16th year. And uh, all my friends went on to, U- to to the Olympics and and did really well and got medals. And unfortunately, my career got curtailed quite quickly, which was a real shame because I think I probably could have probably could have achieved you know at least a, link, a an Olympic final, uh, which was which was a shame really. But you move
1: on, you move on, and you uh, you forge other other ways through your life, don't you? You do. Ten six two is for everybody out there listening that may not be super familiar with track and field. Ten six two is very fast, so let's just be clear about yeah. who the real athlete is on this call it's not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i was really proud of that, actually i was really Amazing. proud of it but there,
1: you know, you,
0: you, i'll i'll always will be immensely proud but i was really interested in what you just said about um when you were at harvard and this um this concept you know around problem solving and it it is really refreshing to hear um that there was a different emphasis on that completely around you know looking at how you can help people looking at how you can problem solve and that's effectively been majority of my adult life really that's what i've been involved in in policing in local authority work and in housing work you know i've done all three disciplines and what what was what was the sort of the major highlight for you when
1: you were doing that work give us an example of the sort of stuff you were doing you mean when uh when we're really getting started
0: yeah yeah
1: so we were working with the uh massachusetts state police um and again is like a I don't mean to sound ignorant, but I'll, I'll, I'll over-explain for anybody that may not be familiar with, um, you know, that part of the U.S. But Massachusetts is just one of the uh, states on the eastern seaboard. Um, it's where Harvard is, it's where Boston is, um, and we were working in western Massachusetts. Um, the state police were rolling out a new policing model uh, where they had actually they had actually been deployed in the Middle East, and they were running a bunch of counterinsurgency campaigns um, in the Middle East uh, back in, I think it was kind of... Um, Early 2000s, 2010s era, and they said, you know what? Uh, violent domestic gang members behave very much like uh, insurgents in the Middle East. Why can't we take a couple of these counterinsurgency tactics back to the states and use it to combat crime? And it wasn't a lot of like kinetic operations. It wasn't you know a lot of people think about policing and they think and they think about breaking down doors and arresting people and that it's that it's what you see in the movies and that that really is not the case in their day to day and and for these state troopers, it wasn't the the tactics that they wanted to bring back. Instead, they wanted to do things like work with community elders to help communities get comfortable with calling the police or, uh, getting graffiti out of you know, the public eye and cleaning, cleaning up the, the, the cities and towns or, um, just broadly, you know, it's making, making, uh, these community members feel okay. You know, that the police are actually there to help, they're here there to support and they're there to, um, you know, can kind of build that trust and gain. And I think we see a lot of that in the UK, actually, which I think is why we're you know so excited to be there right now. Um, but that's originally what they were doing to fight crime in in Western Massachusetts. We entered because uh, as a group of twelve students, we were going to figure out was this policing model effective or not effective. That was kind of the data analysis that we were supposed to do. And over the course of the semester, we realized very quickly that. In order to even get our arms around this data model or, or, or this this analysis we quickly realized that their technology was not what we expected it to be and it was going to be really hard to do so our professor's name was kit parker is kit parker he let us run off in our own direction he said you all the the three founders of the company you all run off in your own direction and try to build these police officers something that could help them out somehow some way and that's really how we got into the world of. Um, you know, of, of community safety and policing and, and technology all at the same time. And that class, that class was a real commitment. I mean, I think there were some weeks where we were putting in 20 to 30 hours in just that class alone. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty unbelievable commitment, but, um, you know, honestly, working with these police officers at no time, did it feel like work or did it feel like an academic, like homework assignment? I mean, we were so motivated to work with these officers and, and give them something that would be useful so um it was a great experience and really kind of kickstarted where we wanted to go and, and what we could see we wanted to do. and
0: that was kind of the origins of the start of mark 43 yep. with the three of you the three founding members yep. that sort of it's so interesting isn't it you know how these kind of what am i right in saying facebook kind of cr- was created a little mm-hmm. bit like that as well wasn't it in terms of you know people at universities like harvard and then you, you know, you're looking at problems and trying to solve problems and looking at ways of innovation. And it's so interesting to see how the way that your business now, your company has grown, how it
1: came from such a very simple concept like that really. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. Just out of, out of a class. And I think a lot of the things that we try to do still are a little bit like academic in nature. We try to be, you know, we, we try to take an engineering mentality to a lot of the problems that, that we face. And, um, yeah, I'd say almost ten years later, there's there's a little of that spirit that still exists, which I think is which is just healthy for the culture and the company and, and everybody involved, and ultimately yeah, it, customers at the other end of it. So that's the most important. Yeah, thing.
0: absolutely. I mean, it's just it's just such a, a well, you know, lots of companies make profits and that, but and then that's what ultimately we're there for. But ultimate, you know, looking at the way that you conduct Mark Forty Three, you're helping so many people along the journey, which is you know, something that I, I commend and I think it's just great to see the work that you're doing. You're obviously sort of 10 years on now and how's the company sort of evolved, you know, from those early beginnings. What are the, what other sort of work are you doing now? Obviously we'll come on to the Cumbria police yeah. bit in a bit, but what other stuff are you doing, you know, uh, within the sort of the law enforcement, public safety kind of arena?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I can probably talk about it just from like a uh, from from maybe kind of a, a company and product perspective, just so people yeah, cool you know ground themselves in, in, in what we do and who we are, and then um, you know how the how the company has evolved. So so Mark forty three back then um, when, when we first got our start, we were very focused on business intelligence and, and analysis, and you know taking in data and trying to draw inferences and and helping agencies deploy their resources more efficiently and, and make you know connections and, and, and very kind of like an investigative you know, orientation, which was great. However, we quickly realized that we call those kind of like tier two applications. They sit on top of a lot of databases. They sit on, on top of a lot of different things and, and they draw that information um, to do their analysis. And really those applications are only as good as the data that they sit on top of. So we said, okay, we think we need to go solve the much more Complex, darker back officey problem of you really only get good data out if you put good data in. So we yeah. pointed the, the 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 company in a slightly different direction. This was in working with. Uh, particularly the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington D.C. Um, as as they're really kind of our first big enterprise customer and and a lot of just real um, kudos to Kathy Lanier and, and everybody there that was you know a supporter of Mark Forty Three and we started out we said you know what we have to do we have to build a records management system we have to kind of make sure that the officer uh, in the field is supported in the whole data collection life cycle for what a police officer has to do and and we very quickly recognized that you know going to the point about kind of kinetic operations and things earlier on. Being a police officer is not all just, you know, being a a, a person that's going into a house or, you know, wherever and arresting the bad guy and and doing all that kind of stuff. It's not, you know, we say it's just not that Hollywood. It's not that it's not that dramatic all the time. And instead, sometimes like any other job, there's some really stressful parts. There's some kind of boring parts. There's some kind of administrative parts. And we particularly looked at those administrative parts and we said, you know what? This is not what a police officer signed up for. It's an important part of the job. Can we help them do it faster? Can we help them do it better? Can we help them do it more efficiently? So started off, built this records management system. You're out in the field and you have a crime report or um, an investigation that you're running or you're collecting evidence or you know, uh, making an arrest or just cataloging any information. We collect that. Then it goes to the investigative portion of the life cycle where an investigator says, okay, I have to go follow up on this crime. Um, particularly germane to the, uh, to the UK, we have a lot of support for um, victim care and safeguarding and um, just all of these, I think, really important emphases that that the UK puts on on community safety. Um, and then we also have, uh, I guess, in, in in the UK, you would call it command and control. In the States, we'd call it computer aid dispatch, but they're one and the same, making sure uh, an officer gets to where they need to be um, when they need to be there. So that's been the evolution of kind of, and that's the products that we build, and that's kind of the evolution of, you know, where, where the portfolio has gone. But... That's The the more interesting part is that I think Mark 43, admittedly, we were very much in the business in the beginning to say, yeah, this paperwork, this stinks. This is too much paperwork. Police officers didn't sign up to do this, right? And there has been a real arc over the last 10 years of realizing that, you know what? A community member may never, ever know who Mark 43 is or what Mark 43 does. But what we do know is that that community member is really the ultimate customer at the end of the day. So if we are able to get a police officer back in the field for 20 extra minutes per shift, or we can serve them up one more piece of information that makes them safer and the community member safer, that has really been the evolution of of the company. Um, And we really try to put those problems in in front of the way that we build products, the way that we do research, and even the way that we do deployments and, and get our product uh, in the hands of, of customers um, so that has really been the evolution I'm happy to you know how this manifested itself I'm happy to go you know deeper in either direction but um, you know while an agency is the one signing on the dotted line at the end of the day we really try to take a keen appreciation that um, there's a lot of groups extending beyond that agency that are ultimate uh, recipients of the services that we provide
0: you talk so much sense there Matt and I'm so glad that <clears throat> you talk about you know drilling down into that back office I served for twenty-one years in in West Midlands Police in the UK, and um, I think it got a little bit better, but not brilliant. The amount of duplication that went on. Um, when you watch a television program about the police, as you rightly said, you know you see the sexy bit where it's kind of the locked the the person's locked up, they're put in custody, they're taken to the cells, and everybody thinks, "Whoa, that's it!" and they're all in they're all in the local pub celebrating the arrest. Now I can tell you now that there were a number of occasions where i would make an arrest at say i don't know 11 12 o'clock in the you know, 11 in the morning 12 o'clock noon i'd still be at work at 9 10 o'clock at night you know dealing with some of that stuff because of the protracted investigation but a lot of it was the paperwork and i always said as a serving officer that we always we always needed to look at that system and that process and look at how we could make you know Everything we do a lot more simplistic and streamlined because officers just spend far too much time in the office. They really do. And we need those officers out on the field, you know, being a lot more proactive and being visible. Because one of the big things you'll get in our country, in the UK, I don't know what it's like in the States, is but the biggest, biggest concern is we never see an officer out on the streets. And I know why, because they're either with prisoners. Or their processing paperwork so what you're trying to achieve here is just you know a step for me in the right direction just going to take a break from the podcast to showcase an excellent product from our main sponsor rhe global it's called reams community safety it covers all your asb case management needs plus up-to-date community safety processes and supporting documents store all your community safety content in one place Local edits can also be made so you can customise it for your own organisation. Avoid expensive court costs by ensuring that you have the most up-to-date case law and keynote webinars to support with all the documents. Some of the topics to be covered will be the injunction, closure powers, community trigger, community protection notice amongst a host of others. To obtain more information, you can contact the team via the website www.reams.org or email sales at rheglobal.com. I hope you're enjoying the Community Safety Podcast. If so, please rate, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. This really helps to spread our message. The The Cumbria Project with Cumbria Constabulary, uh, how did that come about?
1: So, probably maybe a year, year and a half ago, um, Mark 43 is a broad spectrum of partners, in, the, uh, in the, the law enforcement technology space. And and that goes to a separate point that, you know, we really believe in, in partnerships and actually working with these other vendors and these other companies. Admittedly, Mark 43 is not gonna do every single thing um, that an agency- course right? Of course and, not, of And I think if an agency is being told that by anybody, they're probably being lied to. We have to, you know, play nicely and play well with all these different tools that ultimately achieve community safety outcomes at the end of the day. And one of our partners, had actually made the introduction to Cumbria. And they said, you know, Cumbria has actually, in total credit to Cumbria, a really rich history of making technology a first class tool and what they do and a cornerstone of their operations. And they've learned a lot of great lessons, but they're ready to move to the cloud. They're ready to take that next step. And like so many enterprise businesses and banks and hospitals and all these other, you know, uh, entities that, maintain sensitive data and are, you know, 24 seven all these different things. Um, Cumbria is ready to move to the cloud and they want a partner, uh, to, to help them on that cloud journey in a way that is low risk, dependable, proven track records of success, all that kind of stuff. So this partner introduced us in Cumbria and, um, it was, it was a great match. We both sides spent a lot of time doing, uh, you know, it's what I would call due diligence to make sure that, you know, we knew what Cumbria needed. Cumbria knew, um, what they wanted and, and that mark 43 could deliver and uh after you know a, a number of meetings and, and building some really healthy great relationships I think we, were, we probably kicked off with them at this point maybe about two or three months ago and it's it's been off to a great start so that was the origin and and they've been outstanding partners to date
0: yeah they're um they're a good force uh, they yeah. are a good uh, forward-thinking force and it's it's just so refreshing to see that they are looking at it from a completely different way because I'll be honest with you matt i've seen a lot of money wasted in the police service during my time mm-hmm. you know systems that were bought in um you know reviews of services and if i'm being honest with you i never really ever saw one that really hit the mark and yeah there's always there's always you know room for tweaking but i never actually saw a process that was bought in where you know a lot of money had been spent and it actually didn't do the trick you know because they probably hadn't consulted with the right people so I think you know the fact that they've had the foresight to come in, and you know partner through you know a third party to come and, and get you guys on board from your own track record just shows that you know it's a good step in the right direction that uh, you know a UK police force is yep. showing that innovation. Um, how is how is the project going? You know, is it are you getting any kind of feedback from officers in terms of how it how it's going?
1: You know, in the scope of the project, we're in early stages, but. Yeah. Since we've had kind of this pre-engagement with with uh, with Cumbria Police, that they they have an idea of you know they, they well, certainly they know who Mark Forty Three is, they know what we're delivering and, and 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 what the plan is. I think my biggest observation right now is that Cumbria just has a really strong leadership team. Which this is to anybody thinking about any tech deployment or partnering with a vendor or what does it make to you know what does it take to to make a technology deployment successful? Time and time again, we see that. Agencies that bring a strong leadership team that has a lot of focus on the project and is invested and and cares about its success and is presence shows up. Um, those are the projects that generally are really really successful. I tell people all the time if you know we we or any other vendor could have the most amazing technology in the world and if there wasn't um, the right buy-in from from both sides, you you're, you're, you're just going to be kind of, you know, up a, up a creek without a paddle. That has been the biggest observation. Um, Cumbria Constabulary has just done a great job. Um, Chief Blackwell, Chief Skier, I mean, they have provided the right people at the right levels to, to partner and, um, we're, we're off to a great start. We're really excited. And, you know, admittedly there's, there's a lot of conversation around the UK market about Mark 43 coming in. And there's a lot of agencies that are, that are interested in, in the, uh, uh, Cumbria deployment as well. And, um, you know, we are, happy to talk to any of those agencies or, you know, broker conversations as is appropriate and as, as, you know, different parties want to, but I I think there's a lot of visibility on it and, um, you know, we are, we're really happy with how it's kicked off right now. The other thing too, is that just, I think there's a lot of stuff that um, UK agencies in general, very like-minded, I think in the way that Mark 43 thinks about doing business and thinks about policing and community safety. And that has just been a really refreshing uh, chapter in this whole thing too. So Great. Do
0: you think it's um, a lot more complex in the US? I take it it is just because of the sheer demographics. And there's just – I mean, I went over to Dallas a few years ago um, to partner um, just to shadow somebody um, with Dallas PD. And it was just mind-blowing how many different how many different departments um, and, and sort of offshoot kind of law enforcement agencies there were. It just seemed like there were too many. You know, it just seemed like it was just – you know all with different systems all with different processes it just seemed mind-blowing to me um i think you'll find it less obviously because we're a small, obviously a much smaller country um but i think you'll still find that there are some some diff, quite quite major differences between some of the uk police forces as well they all kind of um, work kind of in silo a lot of the time which is sometimes quite frustrating um, and it would be great to see, maybe you know, if the pilot works with Cumbria to maybe see this rolled out across the whole the whole of the UK, you know, and and then it kind of becomes a process that everybody uses, a system that everybody uses, and then it can all be sort of joined up and, and talk to each other, which makes sense to me.
1: You know, we are I'm I, I totally agree with you there, Jim. I mean, we think there's real opportunity here for. Um, for some standardization and consistency in the way that agencies can communicate with each other, you know, Mark Forty Three. So um, I'll, I'll throw some tech buzzwords out there, but we're cloud native, uh, multi-tenant, which means that we are built for the cloud. The technologies that we use power all the exact same things that you know you're familiar with: Facebook, Google, all these you know really high-tech libraries to make sure that we have capacity, to make sure that we're super redundant and resilient, and you know we are a 24, 365 operation, and, and so is our technology. Um, and while a bunch of different agencies can have mark 43 while all of the underlying code is the exact same those agencies can configure the application to do whatever they want so in the this we could spend a whole other episode on me comparing and contrasting u.s law enforcement in the way that eighteen thousand operate versus you know about 50-ish or you know in the uk um we think there's real opportunity you know for again for us it's the same database it's the same inherent um, you know, data structures uh, the, for every agency that we use, which means that for Cumbria and Greater Manchester or for West Midlands or for any other agency, it's trivial to share information back and forth. I mean, we really, you know, we really pride ourselves on that. But it can't only come from Mark 43 as a product company, which is why we are very closely tied in with um, police Digital services and the home office and, and a lot of the Kind of overarching national efforts to bring more consistency and communication, things like that. Um, so, you know, we're excited that when we when an agency partners with Mark Forty Three, it also means that you know there's conduits to these national uh, entities that are making sure that okay, Mark Forty Three, here's the we're we're getting feedback from both sides, and we're making sure that we're not building um, you know just a very a very narrow application, but it's really going to satisfy the entire country.
0: I'll tell you something else, Matt, that I think is so important, and I think you've already touched on this today, is that we had so many different sort of um, systems thrown at us, where actually during the development stage, us on the ground, the people that were doing it day in, day out were never consulted, and the problem with that is that is that we're the ones that ultimately, you know, I, I lead the team myself now, and if we look at implementing anything new, we're just implementing a new uh, case management system mm-hmm. uh, with a local authority that I'm working with in, in, in uh, Staffordshire. and um, you know we involve the staff very much in the early stages because they're the ones delivering out there on the, on the ground every day. and if we just threw a system at them, we know they would struggle and we know that they would find fault. So we involve them at a very early stage so that they can help us grow that grow that sort of process and that system the way that they want it as well. And I think that's so important And it sounds to me that is exactly what Mark 43 does as well when they're working with these partners, not only that strong leadership team, but getting people on the ground that really understand
1: it and can give you some great ideas and great feedback. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. These projects are complicated, you know, and, and for as much as we talk about the technology and the databases and the application programming interface and, and all that kind of stuff, we also talk about um, change management we also talk about making sure that uh, the users and the agency really feel like they're along for the ride and that they're not getting surprised on cutover day with a, with a new system. Right. Um, and we think it's a real opportunity just to, I mean, for, for morale building and for the frontline officers to feel like that this is an investment being made in them. Um, Absolutely. You've seen that time and time again, you know, it's, it is, it's, it is, this will sound right. And everybody's saying it right now, but it's still true. Um, it's hard to be a police officer these days. It's stressful, it's challenging. There are high expectations and resourcing is tight and we understand that. And the opportunities that we can, you know, shine a little bit of a light and, and make that hard job just a little less hard, it, it's a total opportunity there. So um, you're spot on, I, I completely agree with you.
0: I think, you know, it's good to see that you're seeing that as well, you know, is that it would be, it'd be quite frustrating for me if you'd come on here today and didn't really understand the pressures officers are under they are under immense pressure you know I left after 21 years I should have done 30 but I, I i could see the writing on the wall and there's been a lot of pressure there's a lot of resource cuts over the last few years officers are you know being asked to conduct more and more different tasks and um, if you guys can make it just that little bit easier for officers on the ground you know then that's got to be a good thing Matt you know and i totally applaud what you're doing and 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 i can't you know can't thank you enough for bringing i'm just so pleased that it's it's been trialed in the uk and i i, I said to this off, off 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 sort of mic to you before when we spoke a few weeks ago that i think if you get it right here then i think what you'll see is that you know that it it will it will follow suit across a lot of the other forces too within the uk and and so made you know, i think that's a great idea and i think that's what we need to see more of that uniformity across across the whole board, rather than individual forces just just you know sitting in silo and not and not really working with each other, so that that can that can only be a great thing. You're a busy man. We're coming up towards the end of the interview because uh, you know I know you've got other stuff on the go, but I just wanted to ask you this the, just a couple more questions. Sure. Obviously, Mark Forty Three does a lot of work, you know, making community safer um what would be part of your grand plan to significantly reduce crime and disorder over the coming years i know that's a big question um and i'm only asking for sort of you know some basics but what 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 what's your view it is a
1: big question um with i think some big answers a lot of answers that we don't know yet a lot of answers that again us as a company or just i think the field in general is is still trying to figure out um I think the first thing is really trying to appreciate the uh, police officers go through so much training, right? And they are they are they are highly skilled individuals that know how to respond to a variety of of situations. And I think one of the things that we can do as a company, or one of the things that we can do, um, you know, from a technology perspective, is just making sure that the right piece of information goes to the right person at the right time. Um, and that you know means that when somebody pulls up to uh, some house to investigate some sort of domestic violence incident or um, or, or you know anything equivalent, that uh, officer out in the field says, you know what, I'm pulling up here. I have information on prior interactions here. I know if anything else has happened to this address. I know that the person inside is an expert in some sort of martial arts or something like that. And you know while while uh, you know they have to take that information in. Ultimately, it means that the officer and that person hopefully are going to have a safer and, and healthier outcome. Right. So I think I think that's a huge part of it. I think back to your point about just visibility um, of, of officers being back in the field. And that's not from like an enforcement perspective, but it's from the 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 warm comforting. I feel security. I feel cared for. I feel supported by my agency because the officers are, are out in the field. And um, I think that is that is that is so key. Those would be kind of the two prongs that I think of right off the bat. Um, and then three, community safety and, and law enforcement, we totally recognize as a team sport. And it's a bunch of vendors working together. It's also a bunch of agencies working together. And, and you've touched on it a couple of times, those agencies being able to share information, work in partnership. We know that criminals don't stop at jurisdictional lines. That would be really convenient for the police agency, but that's not how it works. Um, so whatever we can do to you know, help these agencies work together and just invigorate the market as well. I think you know, I'm very proud of, The pace that we move at and the kind of ethos that we bring to building products and and how we think about it and i'm proud of how many people we put on the ground to actually learn the real problem and see what you know uh, every person in the agency goes through you know if we can bring some of that vigor to the market and get everybody to kind of start paying attention to these problems that maybe have gone untouched for a while that would make me extremely proud as well so a couple different prongs there to a big question but i think you know those are those are the direction
0: yeah i like that I think you've you got a good handle on that, mate. And I, I, I really like those ideas, you know, keep officers safe. You know, we want more visible policing because people feel safer. You know, that, that sometimes it's the perception of crime that actually the reality. So the more people, mm-hmm. more visibility on the ground, on the streets, you know, people feel safer, they feel, you know, that their communities are safer. So that's a really big one for me. And the massive one that you mentioned there, which I'm always banging on about is partnership work. You know, we can't do it alone. We've got to work with partners and if you don't if you don't have partnership work effectively you're not going to change communities for the better it's as mm-hmm. simple as that the yep. other one i'd say as well one of the big ones for me is um leaving egos at the door and we talk about that a lot um on this show you know it's about leaving egos at the door there's so much talent out there not only in the uk but in the world you know talking to someone like you from a, you know across the pond and you know we've all got to work together we've all got to collaborate more and we've got to not worry too much about who gets the kudos but actually work together and find the solution similar to what you guys did back in Harvard. There was 10 years ago, you know, working together and not really worrying about, you know, egos and who wins or whatever, but actually trying to solve the problem and, you know, pulling that time and effort in to do that. So that, I think that was a, a really good, uh, for, for a big question, Matt, I thought that was spot on. Um, sure. Last one, last yeah. one, uh, because uh, as I say, um, I've not usually got you for my normal hour, but um um, the final question is and I know I've not been able to fire loads and loads of questions is there anything that you wanted me to cover today or ask you that you we haven't covered and this is your opportunity now just to uh, to sort of finish off and, and give me anything that you
1: think we haven't covered um, I appreciate we've only had a short period of time no yeah um, I think we've covered we've covered a lot of ground I'd actually be interested you know we're, we're always trying to learn I'd I'd be interested to maybe ask you a question if I could if I could do that go for it i like um, that
0: that's a different concept Here, come on,
1: yeah on, Yeah, okay good um you obviously have a ton of experience in uk law enforcement and community safety and um maybe if there's one thing that mark 43 could do you know you, i think you have a good handle on on who we are and the technology that we build as we continue to you know um we're, we're, we're building partnerships. And we, we were just at the uh, we were at the police Digital service summit a couple months ago. We were just at uh, the UK strategy forum like two weeks ago. And we're just trying to learn, 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 learn. And so, you know, I'm, I'm taking an opportunity to do that right now. If there's something that Mark 43 should keep in mind or just tech companies in general, as as they're trying to come in and reinvigorate the space and, and bring you all what you need. What would you want to see out of tech companies and, and what would you want to see out of Mark 43?
0: I think I think you've covered it really, Matt. I think you've covered it today in terms of, and I think I just covered it in terms of, come up with some some you know evolutionary products, you know systems that will reduce officer time at the back end, that back office, make those officers more visible, and and also for me, it's it's about you know while you're doing that and why you while you're developing those products, is talk to the people on the ground. I think if you continue to do that and develop products in line with the practitioner, then I don't think you're going to go far wrong. From what the from what I can see of the product that you produce and that you're evolving with, you know, and I appreciate it will it will differ from you know law enforcement department to law enforcement department, but certainly in the UK, I think if you, I think you're going down the right route. But that's what it would be for me. The more cops we can get out there on the streets for me, the better. And I think systems like yours, processes like yours will enable us to do that. Um, So that would be the answer to my question. I think you'd already answered it for me anyway. Um, But that's what I would want to see. Because, you know what, as I said to you earlier in the conversation, one of the biggest criticisms of UK policing at the moment is we never see, as we call them in the UK, Bobbies on the beat. Mm -hmm. And we go back to the old Peelian values, you know, around, you know, fighting crime and being there for the public and you know looking after the public and being that visible as i said you know sometimes the perception of crime isn't always the true picture so the Mm -hmm. more bobby's out there the more visibility i think that really helps to make communities feel that that much safer if that makes sense
1: you know you mentioned that we talk internally about um we talk internally about just helping agencies tell their story that's like that's such a in the midst of dealing with crime and all these other things that agencies have to think about, sometimes it can feel, you know, it, it can get lost, or almost feel like I, I might be, you know, self-serving right now. But we we think agencies they have a hard time telling their story, and we want to do whatever we can. They're they're making you know investments in the Bank of Goodwill all the time, and they do amazing things for their communities. And um, I think there's just a real opportunity there uh, there as well to to highlight yeah. all this. Stuff and you know great things
0: policing policing is so. going through a little bit of a difficult period in the uk at the moment there's been a lot mm-hmm. of uh large stories around officers being disciplined and um and, and and you know covid i think didn't help because you know the police officers were were there to kind of enforce the law that was brought in very quickly by the government um and they're being asked to do more and more matt you know the, the tasks compared to when i joined in 1995 um it's just enormous so and i think you know we need there is, there is a need to overhaul um the police services within the uk i think we need to simplify their tasks but what they are then left to do with systems and processes like you're bringing in that will just make their job just so much easier so you know I, again i applaud what you're doing uh, i support you 100 percent and i you know i just can't thank you enough for coming on today and just explaining a little bit about what mark 43 does i just think it's really exciting and I can't wait to see some of the uh, some of the outcomes, you know. And maybe at a later date, I would love you to come back and share some of
1: those outcomes with us, so that we can carry on with the journey. I would be I would be here in a heartbeat. This has been this has been a great conversation. I love being able to you know talk about any of this stuff and and for I loved it. I've loved yeah, it. it I wish
0: I'd got more time with you, um, but um, but I know we've got your big boss in the background sort of has told me I've got to be really really. Uh, really tight on time which is cool i've got no problem with it but i'd love to have a bit more time with you at some point in the future as i say we can revisit you know the outcomes from the uh, from the cumbria um project you know it just sounds really really exciting and i'll i'll try and tap in with a few officers actually that i know up there and just um just get a feel for how things are going as well which will be great and maybe we'll get one of them on as well at some point to sort of continue the the conversation which 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 seems like a plan amazing We'd we'll be Brilliant. More happy. Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. You're a busy man, but I really do appreciate your time. And, um you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Amazing stuff. I know it's not just you. I know there's a lot of people with the company that are, you know, a successful company like you is made up of a number of components and a number of people. And, uh, you know, long mate, continue what you're doing because you're doing some amazing stuff. And, you are making that difference to communities and uh, I'm, I'm a massive supporter of anybody that tries to change our communities for the better so thank you to you and your colleagues for, for the great work that you do um, and thank you to uh, our audience for listening to the community safety podcast we really do appreciate your support please spread our message and share this podcast with your friends family and colleagues and we will catch you on the next episode What a great interview with our first U.S. guest, Matt Pollager. So, so interesting to look at how technology is helping the police, not only in the U.S., but also in the U.K. And I'll be so interested to see how Mark 43's innovative work with Cumbria Police will pan out and make that difference within our communities in the 21st century. Thank you again for listening to the Community Safety Podcast. We really do appreciate your support. Please share our message and we will catch you on the next episode. Alongside support from St Ives Chambers, RHE Global and Barden Co-Recruitment, in partnership with District 4, you have been listening to the Community Safety Podcast with Jim
1: Nixon.